I do, but first I want to I want to talk about Buddy McBoatface. Please Monroe, please Monroe, Welcome to yet another episode of Calling Monroe, uh, the second one recorded in three nations at once. What up? Uh, I'm joined here in the Nordic countries by my funny little friend, Guillaume. Do you want to say hello to the folks at home? Good evening. Oh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. How good on a scale of one to ten? Uh, Eleven. Oh, shit. Nice. Uh you know, it's interesting. We could call Monroe and ask him if he has uh, any experience with this. But I remember learning that, you know, when you go to like the, the emergency room or the hospital or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they ask you uh, if you're in pain and you say yes, and then they're like, mm-hmm. how much pain? And you have to mm-hmm. create it on like a scale of, of zero to 10. Uh-huh. Apparently that grading is like super accurate. Yeah. Did you know this? I've heard of this. Oh, whatever. Fine. I hope Monroe hasn't heard of this. Should we call Monroe and see if he's heard of this? Yeah. All right, let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, hey. doctor. Dr. Uh, Moffat. Dr. Pop Quiz. Hey. Oh, yeah? Shoot. Monroe. Okay. Yeah? What, first thing. Oh. First question, first question. What day is uh-huh. it today? It's Wednesday. Well, it's Monday, depending on what, what's the right answer. <laughs> no, it, it, it is Wednesday, I was going to say. And how would you pronounce it, like, in a stupid way? Wednesday? Yeah. So it's Ness. Oh, it's Nessie's Day. Yeah. Nice. And you're, you're Scottish. And I'm Scottish, yeah. Oh, classic, classic. This humor is either <laughs> way above my head or just on a different wavelength to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad though that you that you took all the wind out of my sails for my pop quiz for Monroe for that joke. I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, Monroe, are you ready for a Dr. Pop quiz? I'm ready for a Dr. Pop quiz. We're going to we're going to make like you and me in the bedroom cuz we're going to role play. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hello doctor. Hello patient. Uh, I'm here because I'm not feeling well. Oh, diddums. What's up? It's, it's me tummy, I think. Oh, no. Oh, no. It hurts. Uh-huh. Do you have any follow-up questions? <laughs> Do you want me to run through a full history with you? It's uh, like, uh, probably the most fun. I want you to ask me what you would as a doctor. Uh, when, when did it start? Uh, perhaps, like... An hour ago, I don't know. I forgot me watch at me granddad's house. How bad's the pain? I would say it's an eight. An eight. And let's stop there. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she says, this is she, by the way. What, when she says her pain is an eight, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's pretty relative and I would pay attention to it in terms of what she said, but also use it more in terms of if I come back to her later, what she's saying then. So I'd use it more as a comparative thing than an objective tool. Hmm. Whatever. Was that the answer <laughs> I was supposed to give? Uh, well, according to thepaincenter.com. Thepaincenter.com? Uh, yeah. It says, the pain scale, though not entirely effective, does make pain measurable for doctors. Uh, And then recently, scientists at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston were able to observe changes in blood flow. I'm not going to read this whole thing because that's going to take forever. Uh, Oh, that was something totally different. Okay. Anyway, I was just going to say that I remember being told somewhere that apparently that when a patient gives you that number, apparently it's very accurate. Well, you know, what's really annoying about that. The paincenter.com wouldn't come up for me because it's spelled with the God damn American spelling. Oh, yeah. Are you one of these people? Let's dive right into that because I hate that as well. Are you one of these people who like makes a big deal out of shit like this? 
Uh, no, actually, I'd say uh, I'm almost the opposite, and I find it annoying because I, if I right right now, I couldn't find the website because it was spelt differently to how I wanted to be spelled. Mm-hmm. But generally, American spelling is more phonetic, mm-hmm. and the more phonetic things are spelled, the more I am on board with it because I hate like oh you know night has a k a g yeah. and an h in it and I, I don't know what any of those things are doing there how much does it annoy you on the scale what? one of ten i want to spelling so with spell <laughs> is this an accurate way to measure it i see what you did there <laughs> all right good um whenever so the, the word that i just can't spell is diarrhea maybe skill of the week this week can be teaching me how to spell diarrhea mm. and every time so on a ward round i'm the little paper bitch writing the notes for the the big dog consultant and every time someone uh it comes up that i have to write the patient has diarrhea i go oh diarrhea and then in the notes i put the patient has had loose stool <laughs> oh very good but one thing about that scale i i if i remember correctly i think like when they ca- like calculate the amount of Morphine, a cancer patient needs mm-hmm. in palliative care, care. I think they use a scale like where they ask how much do you feel pain between this, this. And if they say two more than last time, then you put that into some equation, how much you should increase the dose. It's certainly not something mm-hmm. I've ever seen. More often, it's just a case of, is like you just ask the patient, how's the pain? And they'll say, oh yeah, the morphine's doing its job. Or, ooh, doc. Still not feeling it, like I'm still really uncomfortable, and then we'll just up it based on this bit more that way rather than. An but algorithm. you do give you do give too much morphine, right? This has been established. Uh, to who? To everyone? I mean, wait, did we not? Maybe we just talked about this in a private phone call. Let's edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to edit it out. Uh, who do I give too much morphine to? Oh, is this, is this me? Is this me? Is this me being a bit overeager with my uh, yeah. with my pharmacy prescriptions? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was sending a patient home on some oral morphine, um, and am, I mean, am I? If you know there, what I mean, there, there are <laughs> varying approaches amongst doctors about how to treat this, how to deal with morphine and opiates and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my view is that. If someone is addicted to opiates, then the short time I have them with them in hospital is not going to change that. And uh, if I give them, um, if I give them opiates to go, if I give someone who's not addicted opiates to go home with, the probability of them becoming addicted is tiny, tiny. Oh, see, so this then is the I problem, though. then uh, was prescribing for a patient to go home on and the lovely pharmacist came to me and was like are you sure that you want to, to go home with half a liter of oromorph mm-hmm. uh, and I was like oh yeah yeah that's so interesting and she's like oh we usually only give patients a hundred mils to go home with um, so I changed that um, so are you are you entirely sure that you prescribing a non-addicted human opioids is extremely unlikely to get them addicted because isn't that like one of the one of the backbones of the opioid epidemic, the overprescription. Yeah, but so it, dep- it depends for what you what you're prescribing it for. Yeah, yeah. Purely anecdotally, I know a girl who was given a very like she was a young teen, much too young a teenager, and she was given Vicodin for her. Well, they removed her wisdom teeth or something, mm-hmm. uh, and then she ended up not in a very good place. Really, and I would, I, I would go so far as to say that it played a role i remember when i got like when i broke my thigh i got like some analgesics but then i i got oxycodone oxy to take home yeah and i remember i had had no pain and i had two pills left and i was like and i took it Mm. yeah but then like and then that that was done and And i think the the issues with being addicted and opiates more comes in so i don't do anything i never prescribe anything uh with opiates for longer than like the longest i prescribe someone home opiates for would be two weeks normally it's like five days i'm giving um and my understanding is that the issues with addiction come more when you're trying to treat long-term pain with opiates and that is something which i'm never involved in and opiates are known to not be very good for dealing with long-term pain um Mm. so i think that's more where 
the uh, the sort of American uh, crisis of opiate addiction came oh, from. Oh, so you get like toler- tolerant. Yeah, but you do not get tolerant to the fact that it makes you constipated. Oh, yeah, yeah that's... Uh, yeah. So the only... Isn't it the only uh, over-the-counter opiate that you can get yes, is exactly. um, the yeah. for for treating diarrhea? What's it called again? Uh, the... Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I'm googling it. Loperamide, Lep- imodium. Yeah, yeah, yeah loperamide or imodium. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's the only Lep- over-the-counter opiate. Yeah, it's it's apparently. a derivative. It's an opiate. It yeah, it's not an opiate. It just acts noodle. on the same receptors, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, opiate receptor agonist. Yeah, fine. Yeah, it doesn't go into your into your noodle, but it does. In that movie, incredible, in not incredible, that there where there was a handicapped guy in a. Oh, I thought you were going to mention Train Spotting. The friend, about, the friend, uh, the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. Yeah. And that yeah. there, someone was gonna commit a suicide by eating a lot of that drug. What would you call it? Lepermide. Oh, yeah. So she ate, like, swallowed a bottle of it, and it's it's not a good thing, good drug to try to, if you're planning suicide. Let's not talk about suicide multiple weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I got <laughs> I got something uh, fun that I'm building. If you want to hear about that. All right. Is it a reputation? That too, but something I'd say that's more important to me than my reputation. Oh shit. A potato cannon. Oh damn. Yeah. Nice. You're about like ten years more than ten years behind the curve on sort of when a human would normally build such a thing, right? <laughs> and yet, I bet you didn't build one. So that's what I'm catching up on. That's so true, yeah. I've got all the parts now. I just need to... I So for anyone who isn't aware, potato cannon, you just get about two meters of a relatively thin pipe of PVC that you can stuff a big baked potato down. And then you get a fat but shorter bit of PVC that you then connect to the end. And in the fat bit of PVC, you put a bunch of hairspray, and then you then ignite the hairspray, and isn't that this, shoots the potato out of the cannon. Isn't the skill of the week? No, uh, no, no. I have a good skill of nice, the week. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, and so I've got all the components. My PVC cement, because who knew that was a thing, arrived mm. uh, yesterday. So I'm going to glue it together. And then I just need to drill a hole to put the ignition system in. And then I will have a functioning potato cannon. Yeah, baby! How how large is it going to be? Because when I Google potato cannon, people got some big ones. The front, the, the long tube is about a meter and a half on mine. And then the uh, short fat tube will probably be about a meter. and uh, So it'll be about two and a half meters. Uh, maybe, oh, nice. Uh, or maybe two meters. Very good. So it's going to be bigger than me. Are you going to? Uh, are you going to have like a, a button on it so that you can like ignite it? How are you going to ignite it? Well, so this is kind of one of the one of the questions at the moment. So the easiest, simplest way is that you know those um, long lighters that you get for making candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, the for easiest way candles. for lighting candles. Sorry, uh, <laughs> never never want to trip up around you. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> is that I just drill a hole and then stick that in. And then use that to ignite it. But if I want it to look a little cooler, then I'll try and get some sort of ignition system so there's like a red button. But I'll probably just put the candle lighter in it right now. And then if I want to, I will add the other ignition system later. And Mel came up with a cool name for it. Spudzooka. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Hats off to, to Mel. You know what we should do? We should... Uh, Start making these and selling them as official merchandise. <laughs> hey, hey, that would be I so good. Have news. Oh, yeah. Do, do you know this animal called a dog? Yeah, I've heard of them. I'm planning to get one. Nice. You're getting oh, wow. on the T brow chain. How original. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Good original idea by you. How, when are you getting your dog? I, I, I decided on Saturday. To contact some breeders. Nice. Okay. I suppose what it takes dog do you want? three months. I want some. It's a, it's, a, it's a small breed. Why don't you get Icelandic sheepdog? They're the yeah. goddamn cutest things. Yeah, but they bark. Yeah. They don't really. People always say this, but like the, 
you just train your dog to not bark. And I also want like a dog that doesn't cause much allergy. Yeah. My you sister has an allergy and I want, and I want her to be able to come for a visit. So Then you should you should get those uh the little white ones with like the curly hair. That sounds like the perfect dog for you. Yeah. That's actually one I was thinking about it. Like there are like th- three types that are similar. All yeah. non-allergic. All right, all right, all right. Uh, but little dogs, like, they're also quite yappy a lot of the time. But people just ignore it because no one ever fucking uh, disciplines their little dogs because they don't, like, have the capacity to do any damage, really. Yeah. So, like, chihuahuas and these fucks, like, ugh. I, I'm going to make sure I'm gonna make sure it doesn't bark. If it barks too much, you're gonna smack it's it. not going to be my dog. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> That's not how these things work. Haven't you heard? A dog is for life. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy... just for Christmas. I was was browsing, as I do, various dog items, and you can get these, like, anti-bark things, but I don't know how how smart they are. Are they not those really horrible things that just electrocute your dog every time there's a decibel sound above, like, 20 or whatever? No, no, no. They're like a a high-pitched noise thing, and you, like, uh, a high-pitched noise thing, and you are the one who, like, controls it. Ah, I see. So you just like press a button when it barks, and you tell it to not. But like, just tra- you can just train your dog to not bark. Like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, speaking of dogs, I hate. Don't get a Shiba Inu. So, do you know what those dogs are? Uh, no, no. I have you should Google, Google them. Google. Yeah, everyone at home, uh, Google Shiba Inu. They are ah. for some reason. So I go to the dog park here, and uh, like. I haven't seen a lot of the same dog, except this type of dog. I've seen like three or four. And hands down, these are some of the worst dogs I've ever had to experience. Are these the dogs they eat? Uh, probably. But like they uh, they are little fucking shits, these dogs. They're like, everyone finds them annoying at the park. Like all the do- other dogs hate them. Uh, all the other people at the park hate them. And their owners are always just these people with like headphones on and they don't give a shit. And... They are, they're like, imagine like a four-year-old boy who is annoying and Mm -hmm. he's like trying to be kind of annoying because that gets him attention. Mm -hmm. They're that, but a dog. (laughs) (laughs) They are so fucking annoying. If you have a Shiba Inu, I don't even want you to listen to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Our podcast. Yeah, okay, our podcast, but like, I'm saying you guys can have an opinion on it too, which is independent (laughs) of mine, but... I have not never seen a dog like this. For some reason, they're popular here. And my my friend's parents, they got one of these dogs. And everyone, like that was my first introduction to these dogs before I ever met them. And everyone talked about that dog and described it independently of each other as the worst dog they'd ever met. Yeah. <laughs> so they're bad. They're not good dogs. You should get an Icelandic sheepdog. They're the best dogs. Yeah. Cute. Crossed with a border collie. <laughs> no. Excuse Your dog me. is really good. Yeah, my dog is really good. She's gotten even better now these days. She's like grown up in the past couple of weeks. Hmm. She's become more of a guard dog. I used to think that she would never become a guard dog because she's so soft. Hmm. But she, recently she's uh, she's becoming a real guard dog of herself. Hmm. This is linked in my head to what we were talking about, but it's not obviously linked. Mm. Good, Jan. Yes. How is it going with your... Uh, parking ticket. Oh, oh shit! I I I was supposed to get some emails today, and I didn't get it. Uh, I at least got contacted today that she had a verdict. So this is your okay. parking ticket that you paid, despite the fact you had a blue disabled badge displayed, which means you should never have to pay ever. Yeah. Mm. Let's see. I they haven't answered. I will see what happens. Yeah, let's. I, I wait with bated breath. While you're Googling it, do you want me to tell you guys about a little something that I want to buy? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you're going to have to put your story on ice because this, this has a prelude. <laughs> what, sto- kinda... what story? Sorry. What? Which story? Who was saying a story? You, you were. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I wasn't. My story is done. What? That's it. I thought you were Monroe. Are you do you agree with me here? I thought he was looking for more no. He information was no. He was us. done. He was supposed to get an email today and he didn't get it. 
Oh, what I was, was I like supposed a, to Google? <laughs> sorry, I guess I wasn't listening for once. <laughs> I thought you'd said you'd, you didn't know if you got an email and you were looking. Oh, well, whatever. So and I looked at I didn't. I hadn't gotten it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story, which is going to have a tangentially related secondary story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys strapped in for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I, did I tell you about my unwanted pets when I moved here? Has this already come up on the podcast? Unwanted? Pets. Can you say that word again? No. Pets. Okay, yeah, now I get what you're saying. Okay, those were all probably sounds that sound really horrible on headphones, <laughs> so I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> Uh, so when I moved in here, uh, it was a really nice apartment, but the people that live here, they like bailed as soon as, cause they were planning on moving to Canada and then COVID hit like back when wave one was, uh, and they just like fled immediately. So they, like a whole bunch of their stuff is here, et cetera. And they left, uh, the cupboard full of food, like dry food, like pasta and flour and this sort of shit. Mm. And you know, I, f- I saw it and I was kind of happy. I was like, oh, nice. I don't have to buy this bullshit. I can just eat this food. Nice. And then like day two of being here, I uh, had like, I'd seen a couple of these like moths in the house, but I was just like, oh, well, I'm in a country now that has animals and plants, unlike Iceland. So I guess I need to get used to this stuff. And then I was at like the kitchen sink and I looked down and then something fell out of my hair. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I looked at it and it was just this like little maggot worm thing. Mm. And it was really gross. And then I looked around and then I noticed that all over my like walls and ceiling were these worms crawling around. And turns worms. out that, yeah, like these like one centimeter-ish long, like a white maggot looking worms. Oh, maggots, not worms. Yeah, but like they're, they are maggots, but like maggots conjures up this like image of a really fat, juicy one. Mm. but like mm. they weren't they were like they were more like they were like a centimeter long and like kind of slim but they were maggots wormy maggots uh, rather than maggoty worms yeah absolutely 100% uh, this grossed me out and then I did some googling turns out it was because of the dry food so I had mm. to like dump out all of my oh this I just realized this is a this is a three way story <laughs> <laughs> it ties into my skill of the week so then I dumped out all that food uh, and it was really gross and then I basically just had to wait until all the existing moths died uh, and hope that they'd never came back. So I had to like, yeah. Anyway, so this this reminds me of something, the, the fact that I had an infestation of flying animals reminds me of something that I really want to buy now, now that I've settled here. And I think I sent to you guys, but our listeners won't know. And it's called the Bug Assault. The Bug Assault? I don't know yeah, if I remember Yeah, spelled this. B-U-G-A-S-A-L-T. And... Oh, you, what, you it, did send us this. what it is is a series of guns, uh, <laughs> kind of like BB guns, except they shoot salt. Uh, like they sell, shoot like individual grains of salt, or like a couple of grains of salt, or something. Probably a few grains, mm-hmm. an individual grain. That would be crazy. And they're meant they're meant for uh, killing flies and oh. like bugs. So you like cock it and it like loads the chamber with a little bit of table salt and then it like fires it out at the at the flies and it's crazy. They look like Nerf guns and they're like, they look like tactical Nerf guns. <laughs> and I am currently on their webpage and I am 100% wanting to buy the Black Fly 3.0. How much is it? be the Black Camo Fly. They're not that expensive. The, the Black Camo Fly 2.5 is $40. Sold. Sold. Absolutely sold. Absolutely sold. What did you say it was called? The Bug Assault. (laughs) It's and the guy who invented it, the guy who who like made it is a real real G because his name is Lorenzo, apparently. Mm. And he just labels himself as an inventor. Like we don't get a lot of those anymore. He's just Lorenzo, the inventor. He invented the bug assault. (laughs) Oh, it actually That's a good birthday present. Yeah, like it, it. It's a fantastic. It's like a a novelty birthday present that's also not shit and won't get thrown away. All I'm saying though is you're gonna look like a poo swan when you're standing next to me with my potato cannon. Mm. I mean, maybe, but like if you're using your potato cannon to kill bugs inside the house, you're gonna have a worse house. Than me. <laughs> 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 Imagine shooting a baked potato to kill a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> and it like the bug assault, you can buy a laser like sight for it. 
So you can yeah, like laser baby. Fly. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's really funny with the, with the potato garden when I tell people about it. Because uh, just I felt this because I was like I was like getting the having the laser styles like yeah that's cool and there's kind of two different people that I tell about the uh, the potato cannon one are the people who respond with why mm-hmm. and then there's the other people who are just like yeah baby I get it that's awesome and I feel mm-hmm. like it's quite a good litmus test for <laughs> who do I want to be friends with <laughs> that's true my friend Nick he would he's the type of dude to absolutely make a potato cannon yeah. Uh, if he's listening to this shout out because we should build a potato cannon but like this is this is the sort of thing Grion, that i would expect you to get the bug assault gun because like <laughs> i would see it as like you and i have like two or three beers and then we order a bug assault each like when we ordered ah. we ordered like 80 dollar spinning tops <laughs> it took like what 20 seconds yeah, I'm not really sure where mine is. I know where mine is. I, I, I'm really annoyed at the fact that I don't know where mine is, but I don't really know where it is. Eighty dollars mm. spinning tops. What did these things do? Did they like clean your they, butt? For they you were at the made. Same time? They were made from uh, what was it called? Uh, some they, they gun something. Uh, yeah, but they, they had like a. Uh, I'm gonna Google spinning tops. So they they had like a forever spin. If you Google spinning tops, it's the first hit. Yeah. Uh, and it's made out of, I'm going to tell you in a second when I find it. Oh, it looks like the spinning top from uh, Inception. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Humanium. Yeah, humanium. It's made of humanium metal. What is humanium? It's made out of illegal firearms that have in, been like confiscated and melted down and made into a spinning top. In Canada. Nice. In Canada, yeah. That's funky. Yeah, actually it was only $67. I'm sorry for lying. <laughs> but their most expensive one uh, costs $195 and is made of tungsten. Oh, and it's twice as heavy, just over, than the humanium one. Uh, shout out to Foreverspin, foreverspin.com. Uh, I would like to get a sponsorship if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, they would be nice. All, all I want, like, I will advertise them if they just send me the black zirconium one for free. Nice. So, if you're listening, that's all it takes. And my story, if you guys want to keep hear me rambling on mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I've, got a good, on. I've got a good segue at some stage okay mm. good so let's I'm gonna tease tease the folks at home uh, by saying that my skill of the week relates to my maggot story nice interesting by bug assault and kill them no that was such a long pause I'm gonna leave that pause <laughs> yeah. in unedited <laughs> For the people at home, to, for them to feel what we have to go through. That was like a Barack Obama-like pause. I, for a moment, like forgot what I was going to say. I feel like that, that pause was long enough that you could have like reflected your entire life and your like existence in the universe before snapping back to reality. Yeah. All right, Monroe, are you ready for your segue? I'm ready for my it? segue. So we're talking about right. maggots. Maggots like poo. Poo lives in your intestine. Boom. True. Intestines. So in your intestine, uh, right. you have your microbiome, which is all the gut bacteria that live there. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a webinar the other day about it. So you have in your body about a kilo and a half of bacteria. Can I, wait, can I stop spread. you really quickly? Yeah. Hmm. Why did you have to call it a webinar? Can't you just say video? Uh, I don't know. It was a live <laughs> webinar. I don't know. Okay, I'm just. It was I'm a seminar. But I mean, it was on the uh, web. We, it's a webinar. We, video doesn't have to be like a lecture. Yeah, but webinar is a lecture. You're I guess, both I just, pedantic and wrong. I'm not Boom. saying I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm wrong or right. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm saying you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just feel like some things can be simplified. Uh, like. Uh, uh, like in English, how like there's different words for your cousin and your uncle and stuff. It's unnecessary. Anyway, uh, keep going. But they're different people. That's 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 something later. <laughs> Fuck it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Actually, the word "frente" doesn't exist in English. No. Anyway, keep going. We'll tease it for the people at home. <laughs> uh, so you have about a kilo and a half of bacteria in your gut, and basically, there's a growing body of research that just shows it's super important. So if you're born by cesarean section, 
then the gut bacteria you initially have in your gut are really different to if you're born through a vaginal birth. So if you're born through a vaginal birth, mm. you get all the bacteria from your mum's vagina. Mm. If you're born through cesarean section, you get all the uh, bacteria from her skin. And mm. that means if you're born through cesarean section, they think that that's one of the reasons why you're more likely to get asthma and stuff because your immune system is really linked to all the gut microbiome. And mm. then there's also a lot of experimental stuff where they take uh, poo from people who are depressed and poo from people who are not depressed and they put mm. it into mice. And then I don't know what this looks like in mice, but if you, but then the mice that get the poo from the depressed person get depressed and the mice that get the poo from the not depressed person don't get depressed. And there's also other interesting things where if they take out a significant part of someone's colon, then there's stuff suggesting that they then get treatment-resistant depression, which they don't think is linked to the fact they've just had their colon out. They think is more likely to be linked to uh, the fact that their gut microbiome is all messed up and there's a whole there's a whole host of stuff it does it's it's all very interesting which is all leading to um the idea of poo transplants which you give through a capsule mm. or mm. as they called it in the webinar a crapsule oh where, yes they did <laughs> yes they did where you get a frozen bit of someone else's poo taken from a special host and then you swallow it but it's all very much in the Why experimental Why can't you stages. get it as a suppository? Uh, I don't know, because it depends. Like, if it was a support suppository, it would go into your rectum. Whereas if you give it as a, and then it, if you give it as, I'm guessing right now, if you give it as a tablet, then it would get broken down potentially in the stomach or potentially a bit further oh, yeah, on to your smaller intestine and then kind of work its way through from there. So I can see that, I can at least see a rationale behind not giving it as a suppository. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's all very fun cool stuff um and there's then, a few i have a few notes but keep going <laughs> uh if anyone at home wants to get their microbiome to be better and to be more diverse one of the things is anaerobic exercise super good for your gut microbiome so anything that gets you out of breath or anything that is uh what's the word when you kind of grow bacteria in it's not festered in uh culture not cultured food that's been fermented fermented food oh, very good mm. yogurt mm. very good and then also trans fats very bad or oh, basically all the usual stuff have a have a lovely mediterranean diet and your gut microbiome will be healthy one question how would mm. you get the bacteria into the gut through a suppository just push really far really really far <laughs> yeah. you don't you i mean use something bigger than your finger for example i don't know i think it's easier just to swallow it that's what she said anyway so uh a couple of notes uh first note is uh the c-section gut microbiome thing uh i'm if i were reviewing that paper i would be unconvinced on the face of it because i would assume that people people that are born via C-section and people that aren't are not uh, equivalent. Like they're not, I would say they're incomparable. Why? Uh, because I guess it depends like whether it's a voluntary or like a quote unquote involuntary C-section. I would say that like people that are born by voluntary C-section are likely to be like more affluent and better off and have a different diet than people that are born regularly. Hmm. And I would why? say that plays a huge role. What do you mean Why? You don't think socioeconomic status plays a role in your nutrition? I'd say but it probably does. But does that does. connect with how you give birth to your child? Yeah, if you're, I would say voluntary C-section, you're more likely to be rich. Okay. One of the things about C-section is how ingrained it is in culture. So Brazil, I think, has something like a 70% rate of C-section. China in places has an 80% rate of C-section. The UK has about Damn. a 30% rate of C-section. But the World Health Organization suggests that if we were doing just the right number based on clinical need, then mm. we would fall on about a 12.5% rate of C-section. So it's mm. really interesting how much culture plays a role. Yeah. Uh, second note is uh, you said you don't know how they measure depression in mice. It's really interesting and kind of weird. So they have like two different... Uh, I know this. I know this. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they, they measure two different sort of facets. I know, we all went to school. <laughs> they measure anhedonia and they measure despair. So like anhedonia is just like how much you uh, pl- like are averse to pleasure seeking basically. So they just see how much they don't get st- like seek out good stuff that the, you would expect them to seek out. So mainly food or like social interaction. So if they like withdraw or don't eat as much, they think that they're more depressed. And then despair is like you put them in a bad place and you see how like how quick they are to like get out of it or like how easily they give up on getting out of it. So like you basically, you can make them like swim around in water that like where there's no platform for them to get up onto and you just <laughs> time so how long it is for the animals. I know, I know. And you just time how long they like last until they give up and just stop swimming. Mm-hmm. And if they give up quicker, then they're more depressed. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a little, it's not necessarily the same as measuring it in a human. Mm. But yeah, it was super cool. And they, they did things like they gave uh, humans very, they introduced very specific bacteria. So they're trying to basically break down different bacteria and see if they can work out what specific bacteria does. And they gave specific bacteria to certain humans and then saw improvements in their sleep and improvements in their concentration whilst they were uh, getting that. And I guess the, the overall suggestion is that the bacteria in our gut has a probably like a significant to modest role in almost every area of our lives and it's it's where it's a very symbiotic relationship which is quite cool would you say you are what you eat well indeed indeedy ddo it's complicated right because it i must have eaten is important big old baguette of legend okay (laughs) or lard uh, so it like it's weird right because on the one hand obviously like i don't know like nutrition as a science i generally i'm very skeptical of because the methodologies it tends to be quite poor mm-hmm. just because it kind of like is forced to be. to be yeah yeah like it's so hard to control these things mm. and like it's uh, a lot of stuff that comes out of it is there's a hundred studies saying one thing and then a hundred studies saying the opposite. And then also this like, you don't, it's hard to establish cause and effect with microbiome stuff. I find, I don't know. Then again, it's like it, you would expect it to be important and it makes sense that it's important because you have like a second hub for your nervous system that's there, like in and around your gut. Mm. And you have like all this shit that's going on. So like, it makes sense that this stuff plays a role in not only like, maintaining you as a like physical specimen but also on like a deeper level mm. including thinking wise mm-hmm. yeah all right we for once we reach a tempered opinion <laughs> compared to last week <laughs> opinion i i wasn't listening oh, <laughs> so uh have you ordered a dog yet why don't you get a why don't you get a rescue uh, i don't know where to get it oh did you hear my dog shake herself? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, so I rescued my dog from a bitch on Facebook. You, <laughs> you could so you know earlier how I was saying there was a tenuous link between what we were talking about and how I got to thinking about Kudion's car parking story. Mm-hmm. It was because yeah. we were talking about Tibra, your dog, and mm-hmm. then you were talking about how she's doing better than she was when she got you, which made me think mm-hmm. of her previous owner, which made me think mm-hmm. of you having a real bitch of an argument with her owner which made me think mm-hmm. of you passing on this bad habit of yours to Guthion with regards to his car parking ticket oh. it's not a bad habit it's a good habit we're being the change we want to see in the world we're essentially Gandhis so <laughs> I'm gonna and two Gandhis are better than one I'm gonna allow you guys to bring ideas for name ooh ooh Ragnar it's a it's a it's a bitch it's a female dog uh, alright so I'm I have this thing that people don't seem to appreciate as much as I do, which is all too common. Uh, where <laughs> I feel like you should name your dog after a different animal. So, like, you could have a dog named Frog, and that's pretty funny. And, like, nice. it's cute. But actually, so, I'm thinking about... I want I want to work with the idea of give the dog no name. And then when someone says, what's the name of the dog? I'm like, I don't know. Ask him. He hasn't told me. Hmm. I mean, and then I would say they were like, can, "Oh, what?" And then we say, "Ah, oh, but we call her this sometimes." Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you don't have to name your dog. Like, if I think about it, I, I don't ever have to call her by name in order to interact with her. You like could, I do. You, you can also say dog, hunter. If you yeah, like. I do that sometimes. I just call her dog. Mm. Like, yeah, you don't have to name her. Well, I, I, it's easier to have some name, but I'm going to use this. Well, you need a name when you register her yeah, with yeah, like yeah, the, the city I mean. government. I'll I'll think about it. I guess it depends on the dog. It's a small white dog. A can towel, we uh, a small towel? We can get uh, a poll going, and it'll probably end up with Doggy McDogface. Yeah, or something. It's true. Let Let's make a poll. All right, let's do that. Let's Let's get our write in what you think dog Gwion's dog's name should be. How else do we do polls on an understanding technology? Know. Facebook, the North Pole. I think they never they never named the ship Bodie the the ship Bodie McBoatface in the end, did they? They no, named the rescue so. like the emergency whatever boat, uh, which was a cop out. But like, then they named uh, the boat something boring like the David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. what's <laughs> what's he ever done? <laughs> exactly. Jesus, uh, can't wait for him to be cancelled. Am I right? <laughs> No, I love that guy. For the record, you said uh, you have a no, skill of the week this week. <clears throat> I do, but first I want to I want to talk about Bodie McBoatface. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and training so, McTrainface is that not training the Nether in Finland? See, this is the problem. Everyone, nobody's funny. So the original one was funny, Bodie McBoatface, because it was fresh and new. And that now every single fucking poll online for naming anything. That it's always <laughs> face, mm. like come on guys, like don't be so Deadpool. Just fucking, just make an original joke, and don't like beat it absolutely to death. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm shooting at Deadpool two episodes in a row. All right, that's enough. Ugh, I'm sh- I, I realized I was just shaking my head at you there, and that didn't communicate well. Over <laughs> why, why were you why were you shaking your head? Why were you shaking your head? It's just it's it's just it's like westerns. One is good, so they're all good. You know what? Western films—they're all the same. But if you like one, you then like them all. Body McBoatface, no. it's good. It's a keeper. It's a classic. No, it's not funny every t- like things aren't funny every time. Humor is a subversion of expectation, my friend. I actually have no comment to any opinion. Really? You don't think that matter. it's stale? I do not care. I'm gonna stick with Kuzia on this one. Whatever, I care. It's important to care. You need people that care. I care about other things. Fair enough. Uh, I do have a skill of the week if you guys want to jump into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, as I teased earlier in this episode, Mm. I had maggots. Uh, I forgot my skill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, what I had to do was I had to throw away all the the stuff, and I didn't feel like putting any bit of thought into, like, what I would and wouldn't throw away. And also, like, the... Apparently there could be eggs like all over. It just wasn't worth it. So I threw away ev- like everything in that cupboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward a couple of weeks and I did my shopping and I came home uh, and I was about to make myself some food and I was going to fry some vegetables, uh, broccoli, onions, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, broccoli Obama. Bro- <laughs> 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 you, you actually laughed. That was that was impeccably timed and well executed. That was one of your finest jokes. Oh my god, perfect! If you Google broccoli or Dr. Go broccoli Obama, yeah. there's just loads of pictures of Obama photoshopped into a broccoli. Oh, was so this a, like thing? a thing? Was this? Did no. you make this up right now, Guzian? I, like I didn't. I didn't know of it. I didn't. Know <laughs> it's just. Loads of pictures of Barack Obama as a as a uh, with broccoli as a head. I'm gonna oh, nice. put on record that that joke that uh, Guillon made as a concept, his timing of it and execution of it, and like the the general concept of his joke might be my favorite joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan, and I think Guillon knows this. <laughs> Like, I love this sort of shit. A good broccoli Obama thrown into a conversation. There's nothing better. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was frying, was going to fry these vegetables, which I highly recommend doing because they're a good combo and a good side to almost anything. But that's not the skill. The skill is that I got home. I just gotten home from the store and I walk up four flights of steps to get home, etc. 
and I realized I threw out the cooking oil. Oh, no. And, oh, no, indeed. So I went, I had to rack my brain for like, what can I use as a substitute? And I was like, do I have mm -hmm. butter? I don't have butter. And that's when things get a little bit tricky. I had milk, but I was like, that's no good. That's horrific. Um, Did you grease the pan with your forehead? No, that would have been good. Uh, I didn't do that. What I did was I was smart. First, I thought I looked in the fridge and I saw I have these little like cheddar cheeses that I bought in the UK. And I was like, could I put cheese? And then I realized that not all dairy is interchangeable. <laughs> what I did use was my uh, favorite thing in the world. Gwion, what did I use? And mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, absolutely. Mayonnaise. Oh, it is basically oil. It's basically and oil, oil and egg, egg, isn't it? Exactly. And so I threw in a dollop of mayonnaise uh, into the frying pan, and I fried yeah. my vegetables in it. And honestly, recommend it. Mmm. So like, interesting. Uh, I yeah. can I can imagine. Yeah. So if you work. boys and girls are in need of cooking oil, or if you're just in need of a little little bit of spice in your life. And I recommend trying to fry with Hellman's original mayonnaise. Hellman's, please sponsor us because I love you so much. Yeah, do this. It's good. Like it even because I didn't even have fucking salt, so it like provided a like a little bit of that. It was great. It was fantastic. Skill of the nice. week is use mayonnaise as a oil substitute. Nice. Acceptable. Skill I like it. Nice. Very good. Uh, have you guys tried onion coke yet? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's something I'll but, only but try I, when I'm with you and you force it on me. Okay. But I know what it what the taste is. I have, I feel like I have some time. I know what the taste is. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you think it it's good? It also becomes a little bit foam, like the soda in it. This this is your put some onion in a straw and then drink yeah. Coke through the straw vibe. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, if you really yeah. want to just like chew a bit of onion and then like drink some coke whilst the onion is still in your mouth that's also gucci mm -hmm. mm. honestly highly recommended mm. my dog is crying for some reason i think she wants attention oh but she's been on so many walks today we've walked a lot she doesn't need this attention she's just being difficult i she hear it. Be, it do you hear it yeah uh, i might show up on the podcast then yeah she, Oh my God, she won't stop. I'm going to ignore her. I was reading about cats and dogs because we have a little bit of time. Uh -huh. And one thing that cats do that dogs, I guess, do, but like not as egregiously, and I'm going to see if you guys agree with this, is someone was talking about like cats and how they do annoying shit sometimes. Like they'll like knock over glasses or they'll like walk on your computer when you're whatever. And apparently cats are more just like any attention is good attention than dogs you know what i mean do you agree with this this analysis of cats so what's like, the analysis sorry so like I a get, cat a cat basically just operates on the principle that like as long as it gets your attention that's good whereas a dog yeah. wants good attention it doesn't want bad attention yeah. uh i would i i would literally say the opposite a what? dog what? just a dog just wants attention whereas a cat is very specific about how it accepts your attention a dog will just be loved Whereas a cat will want to be loved the way... Yeah, but dog wouldn't ever like run something over just to make you see. He would he would just come and be annoying. Yeah, a dog wouldn't piss you off on purpose to get your attention. True. But a cat I would. Guess the, yeah, I guess the source of the attention, yeah. But then once they get it, cats are much fussier. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, man. Someone someone else can... One of our listeners, if you have, have an opinion on this, right <laughs> Or something. Uh, good show, guys. Good show. I feel like we nailed it. Yeah. I feel like we nailed it. Write to us if you feel like we nailed it. Uh, if you feel like we didn't nail it, just don't write to us. Don't but write to just us. Just keep just listening, up. though, because it might get better in the future. Gudion, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do yes. you have any parting words by any chance? In, uh, yeah. See, there is no weight limit on beauty we're all beautiful absolutely very well nice. done nice that was oh very kind of you yeah and be kind oh always nice that was beautiful thank you man yeah i appreciate you Gideon. It it was for you ragnar thank you directed to you it should have been directed at monroe because he's heavier than i am 
I haven't seen him, so I don't know. That's true. That's true. I've still never seen you. I think the last time I saw you, Monroe, we were probably roughly the same weight, weren't we? Maybe. Are we roughly the same height? Uh, I am 183, I think. Oh, I'm taller than you. <laughs> Which means I'm better than you. That is how they vote in American presidents, to be fair. Hey, topical. Donald Trump, four more years. Something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think if you look at American presidents, then it's always, over the last however many years, always been the taller president that has won. Oh, shit. Donald Trump mm. is six foot three, I just read on Reddit yesterday, yeah. which is a good five oh, centimeters go. taller than me, which yeah. is pretty tall. Which means he would beat you to the White House. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, do you have any parting words other than I just want someone to teach me a way to remember diarrhea at some point so any suggestions so t does the British diarrhea have some like we like random O in it yeah it's like oh yeah yeah diarrhea oh yeah you guys like these like Latin O's like uh, oh, yeah. like fetus and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably something else but I'm not entirely sure and diarrhea <laughs> yeah this dog, man, she's licking my knees now. She clearly wants something. She might need to pee. All right, do you have any uh, parting words for us, Monroe? Those were my parting words. I want someone to teach me how to spell diarrhea. Oh, sorry. Too busy being licked. All right, my parting words are going to be email us at callingmonroe at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram, etc. Instagram is callingmonroe. Uh, listen to our podcast. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Get Hellman's Mayonnaise to sponsor us if you have any sort of link to them. And after you've done all that... Look up Broccoli, broccoli Obama. Yeah, look up Broccoli Obama uh, and just keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're feeling low In need of a bro There's one thing your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe